howdy do to the good few and welcome back to another episode of good enough with stefano sanzo i'm your host stefano sanzo and we're gonna do another one of these things and another one and we're gonna keep on going until uh i don't know i get bored of it i guess <laughs> i guess that's ultimately where this thing ends because i you know it's not like money's a driving factor of the thing or me ha- not having enough time. It's, I do it simply because I love doing it. If tw- if nobody listened to it, I'd still be doing it. And we talk about things like that on the on the, on this episode a lot too, how how you shouldn't I mean, I try not to let things like money or I can't say that whether or not people are going to consume them because obviously I'm performative and I really do want people to see things. But like I, I try not to let money or conventional success be the thing that fuels the thing that I want to do. Uh, my love for it. My love for it is what keeps it alive for me. So something you'll always get, no matter, maybe I am being a little fake on mic sometimes, something that you'll always get out of me that's authentic is I want to be here. I simply want to be doing this. And I hope that's why you're doing all the things that you're doing. I mean, every single thing that you have control of in your life, you have to be asking that question, asking yourself that question. Am I here because I want to be here? And that doesn't just go with passions as far as like, you know, hobbies. I'm talking like relationships and with people, right? Do I want to be here or is there something keeping me here? Is there something keeping me here that I think obligates me to do what I'm doing, you know, and obviously there are some obligations that are out of our control, but for things that you can control, that's something to always be taking stock of is, am I in this for the right reasons? So know that, know that if you're listening right now, I know that I'm here for the right reasons. I know that because God damn it, do I love doing it? It's, it's been a real pleasure. It's evolving as far as like who listens to it and who comes on, uh, which brings me to my guest, uh, Amy DeMauro, who is not a person who does anything performative, but she's heavily involved in performance as she is an agent and booker uh, for mainly musicians in the Connecticut area. And we talk a lot about that. We, uh, we spoke about uh, dogs. You know, she's a dog lover. We, we, we talked a lot about, about a whole bunch of cool stuff. But it's, it's cool that I'm just as a host, I'm getting, because I've done this so many times now, you know, this is episode 39. This is episode 39. And, uh, I'm getting more and more comfortable with it to the point where I really feel like I could interview just about everybody. I just have to have an angle on it. I have to have a reason. And the reason for this episode was that it's a local thing that I want to help promote. And uh, what better way to promote it than talk about the person who's putting the whole thing together. Uh, And that event, of course, is uh, Connecticut Local Palooza. Uh, Tickets are uh, available on their Facebook site. So if you go to uh, if you go to the Facebook page, uh, Connecticut local Palooza. It'll come up. It's going to be on uh, August Saturday, August 29th. So this Saturday, if you're listening to the podcast right now, and of course you're listening to the podcast right now, what a fucking ridiculous thing to say. And it's a cool opportunity to go to a park with the family and, and watch some live music. It's going to be socially distanced. And uh, if you get your tickets beforehand, there's even that, you know, that much less of a point of contact. So definitely buy your tickets in advance if you plan on going and uh, de- definitely buy your tickets in advance if you plan on going. And uh, of course, you know, just check out this episode and you'll, you'll hear us talk a little bit more about it. But uh, on that note, I'm going to let you get to episode 39 with Amy tomorrow. I love you guys so goddamn much. And we will see you shortly. Bye. Love ya. Couldn't afford the rights to any song.
Okay, so I have to tell you, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we like I'm cool gonna, here. I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, from the time I was about 10 years old, I wanted to be a DJ. So I hmm. that was where I started with the love of music, I guess. Okay. And um, so to be in a studio like this is is fun for me. I enjoy it. I, I am really, really glad I could give you this gift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. And I'm glad to have you. Why don't you tell my guests who the hell you are? Um, I am Amy Tomorrow. And what and what I do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I, what brought you I here today? I just kind of hang around and do podcasts. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're a comedian too? Uh, yeah, because yeah. that's that's all we do. Our, we don't have stage time anymore, so we just hang around and do each other's podcasts until we're allowed to do there comedy again. Go. There you go. It's, it's been tough. Mm-hmm. It's been tough for music too. Um, right. I, I want to hear more about I it. I am um, a uh, music booking agent and promoter and event planner, which has. I'm sure has been very interesting given the time we're in and uh, you're putting together, are you solely in charge of it? Like you're the head honcho in charge of this event. I am the head honcho. So what's it called? Give us a little info on it it because that's what brought you here today. um, So this is our sixth year and we did have a different name. We changed the name this year. So it used to be? It it used to be Loca Palooza Mm -hmm. because local was uh, trademarked and I couldn't use it. Oh, so what happened? So this year we just put Connecticut in front of it and went with local. So that, it's Connecticut local is, Palooza. Connecticut local Palooza. Yes. Oh, very cool. And that is because that's what we're about. It's it's all local music. It's all about our local music. I scene. am very very much so. into local. So the the whole thing I try to do with this podcast is uh, I I try to get in local musicians, local uh, comedians, local mm-hmm. everything, and then I just I do try to make it relatable to a wider audience because believe it or not, I have listeners from all over. I have oh, a listener right. in Australia. I have listeners on the other that's side of the awesome. country. Right. Yeah. And I and I want them to still be interested in it because they're like, when the hell am I going to go to Connecticut? Well, right. I, I I think every Everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. So while I have interesting people around me, I don't want to just make it about local things. But right. this, so this is a really cool uh, thing that's going on. I just want to hear a little bit more about it. And what are some of the struggles that are going on yeah. with it? But before we get into that chunk of it, um, I ask all my guests. So I got to ask you, what makes you happy? What gets you out of bed? What gets you going? Oh, boy. Uh, lots of things. I mean, you know, I, I have... Three awesome fur babies at home that I live with. So usually it's my dog that gets me out of bed because he wants to go for a walk. Aww, that's a t- <laughs> is there one specific dog that you have like that connection with, and um, then there's two that tag, or they're all? No, I actually have two cats and one. Oh, dog, two cats. So okay, it's just the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, although sometimes the cats are, you know, they're they're in the morning like. Yeah, they could up, be kind of playful. They're almost. I, I mean, I'm a cat person yeah. myself. I love cats, but they they could be such assholes. Yeah. And there's oh, yeah. something about yeah. that that I need yeah. in my life. Like you're yeah. not a cat person. When you're a cat person, you just kind of need that asshole to shake things up i guess yeah. i don't know what yeah. it is like i as like i love like my, my best my, my my cat his name's buddy and he's i say he's my best friend i love i love yeah. the cat to death and sometimes it's like why do you have to wake me up at 3 a.m just you know i wake up in a couple hours just right. like like just leave Wait. let me sleep yeah. you ruined my night <laughs> but then it's like my fault for knowing he was gonna do it and letting him stay in my bed but it's like how do you resist because because right. because right. you, you know you love to snuggle with your buds yeah but cool um but but I also I am a grandmother now. I have really? a new grandchild. I think you uh, four months old. That is so, phenomenal. Um, Congratulations. So thank you. Unfortunately, they right. live out west. Mm. But um, it's that's exciting, and that's you know I get up every day to to keep tabs on him and wait for the pictures to come and the right. FaceTime to come. Have you been able to uh, see him at all? I did get out there last month. Oh, yes. phenomenal! That's really cool. So. So, uh, check, uh, circling back to local Palooza. So, mm-hmm. so it's your sixth year doing it. 
And this year, I'm, I'm assuming you have a lot more challenges than oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, right, right before we turned the mics on, you were talking about stores and making sure they had sanitizer. Like, what's this all yes, about? Yes. Um, so obviously, we have to stay within state guidelines. And obviously, safety is first. Yeah. So- and I always go back to this story, um, 2018. I think it was 2018 that the tornado hit. Oh my God, that sucked. Yeah. Um, and it was about two days before the festival and it went oh, right through the park. Wow. We, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we have, the park is beautiful. We do it at Three Saints Park in Bethany. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful park. It's one of my favorite spots. Um, and yeah, it tore right through the park. It knocked electricity out for days up there. So we had to postpone. Oh, that um, stinks. So that was, you know, when there's so many was... <laughs> moving parts to to postpone something yes, like that. Like, yeah. uh, what 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 interests me about yeah. you saying that you were a producer, a booking agent, is that like one thing I do on the side, just as part of the comedy game, uh, especially pre pre COVID. But a part of the comedy game is uh, a way to assure yourself stage mm-hmm. time is to put on your own shows. Right. So I've absolutely produced, you know, produced bigger comedy shows up you know a couple hundred people for like yeah. fundraising events or just on my own to make side money and get my name out there and and get to host them and uh, I, I wanted to ask you this question as far as if you could concur like from from my from my point of view when booking an event when putting when producing an event when you're in charge for the thing happening I I, I look at what I what I call the trifecta these three things that have to be their needs need to be met mm-hmm. for it to be successful which is the venue the performers and the audience. Those are the three that's things you tr- that's all. That's what you're worrying about. Yes. Yes. So, so let's talk about. Uh, I guess we'll talk about some some of the artists first. Who? It's is it just musicians. What else? What other kind of artists um, is this event attracting? We we also do. Uh, we have started about three years ago with live painters. Live so painters. We have, cool. We have painters and artists that come and will paint. This year we just have Evan with us. Um, Evan? Evan Walchrist. No, 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 don't know. Um, and he's also a musician, but he does photography and art. Also. Oh, beautiful. So he, he comes and he's, this will be his third year with us. And, um, you know, previous years we had others, but this year has been tough. People, right. people are still wary. Um, and going back to your questions and I brought up the tornado and, I was going to say, I thought that was a challenge, but this year is right. a little bit more challenging. Is, isn't that the funniest so. thing that every, every time you think you've met what is going to be your make or what is going to be like the thing that tests you, all it was yeah. doing was testing you for the next for harder the next thing. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you never, so. but that's one kind of thing that like as much as this thing tears us apart and is messing up relationships, like one thing that brings us together is we're all dealing with it at with the, the same, same time. Thing, Every yeah, single person yeah. in one way or another had to deal with this pandemic, which is yeah. still obviously ongoing. Yeah. And uh, I just find it fascinating and I really appreciate you, you know, putting this event yeah. on in spite of it. So, so what, how many uh, musicians, how many bands? Like I'm, I'm, that's like, um, we have eight, eight bands. Wait, I have notes. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. I appreciate it. Well, maybe it's yeah. just seven bands. <laughs> Oh, I did miss. Okay, no, it's eight bands this year, and awesome. then we have three acts that will be uh, doing acoustic in between our main stage set. Very so cool. Have, okay, we, so they're going to do short, like twenty-minute sets. We'll so, like singer-songwriter type singer, stuff, yes, just yes, just to fill yes. in the gap. So mm-hmm. overall, there will be what is that? Uh, Eleven? Did I do math right? Ten. 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 Very cool. Very cool. And, and then we have a songwriting workshop, 
before the acoustic acts start. A songwriting workshop? Yes. As in, like, people get together and write songs um, together? No, I have a, a Richard Neal, mm-hmm. who's a very well-known uh, local producer, songwriter, uh, musician. He does it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> recording. He does recording. Um he uh, he has been doing songwriting workshops for years, and he comes and he teaches a songwriting workshop. He picks the theme, and he puts it out there, and people come and that want to learn how to write a song. Oh, that's so cool! So, I actually <laughs> very interested in that because yeah. I've been I've been writing songs. I don't know, probably since I was like twelve. I think I wrote my first song. Wow. Yeah, it's always just been like a side thing I do. It's it's uh, I'm not a poem guy. I'm not you know that's that's never like I th- I think having writing. So I am an artist, obviously, in, mm. on, in many spectrums, uh, comedian, actor. Uh, and then I, uh, I, I I do a little singer-songwriting stuff on the side. But like I think it's important to just practice some other disciplines, other ways to get your thoughts and other ways to get your things out. Because yeah. seeing them through different lenses, like I, I, I don't put out there that like I'm a songwriter. But I do write songs. It's absolutely you know a, yeah. pa- a passion yeah. of mine. It's just one of those. It's kind of for me, but I have put some stuff out there too. Yeah. But uh, so... Do you have any, uh, I had asked you uh, if you had any sort of like art- artistic thing that you do and you basically, so you basically produce. And I laughed. Yeah, 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 which is interesting <laughs> to me for, but you're still so important to artists, which is, you know, I, I think is an important part I, of the story to tell. I hope so. We okay. need, artists yeah. need a platform. Well, not necessarily, well, yeah, I mean, to make a living, like I certainly don't make yeah. a living off any of my art, but in order to get it out there, like artists, they're not marketers, they're, they're artists, they're right. artists, they right. create artists. Although I will say with the musicians that I work with, it's, it's, there's a big span. There are some of them that this is all they do. Right. You know, I, I work with some obviously locally that have another job and <laughs> work a day job and just want to gig at night. And then I have others that I work with that they're solely musicians and this is what they do. And they are do it yourself musicians. They right. do they do it all. They book themselves. They promote themselves. They go out and play the gigs. Right. And, and, and that's just I, I feel that's know. a certain kind of tenacity and also a personality type that just not everyone holds. And at the end of the day, we're still going to need, you know, people, third party bookers to put these things together, to have a passion. Also, you have part of producing something is having the wherewithal to curate a show, to to put mm-hmm. something together that people want to see. Like you're not going to, you know, I, I imagine there's nobody. It's You're not like putting any hardcore bands on the show because I don't think that's the kind of yeah. show you're pushing. It's a family friendly sort of it event. Is very and, family and, and, you know, yes. there's acoustic singers and there's a painters. Yes. And, and we we try to um, not pigeonhole ourselves, though. Right. Like, you know, I'm, it's not a jam festival and it's not just an acoustic festival. And it, so every year I kind of try to do a good variety of music so that's that good we have something right. going on for everybody yeah yeah that's important but but what i'm saying is that like even though you're not making an original song or creating something you've certainly put and put a creative your creative mind to the t- to work to create to put something out there that people are going to enjoy so right. it's it's almost it's it's almost like making a mixtape, but like way bigger way way bigger as far yeah. as like what you're trying to yeah. accomplish with it so i want to bring it back a little bit more so obviously you booked stuff pre-covid so like what yeah. was your experiences what are some cool shows or what are some cool experiences you've been having um, you've done like with with producing shows i used to do a lot down at the outer space in hamden oh um, that was a very um, cool venue yes, it was a fantastic is venue. it now completely defunct it is yeah it is yeah, um that's too bad but uh, well, uh, the the space where the space was um, is now the cellar on Treadwell. Yeah, and they still do shows. That's and good. I believe they are now doing outdoor stuff. They have a little patio out there. Mm-hmm. But, 
they were able to bring back some music. That's good. Um, and then it's the ballroom at Space. I don't know what they changed it to, but mm-hmm. those guys that own uh, that run College Street now run it. Manic run is it? it? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Now I've been to I've been to a so, couple of their shows um, as well. But yes, I I used to do. Uh, actually, that's I walked in there and uh, Steve Rogers kind of took me under his wing. Who's Steve owner. Rogers now? He was the owner of the outer space. Isn't that the, the name space, of Captain and... America? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> he's gotten right. that joke before. I'm like, oh, that that sounds familiar. Um, do you know Captain America? Um. So yeah. In. So Steve, who um came up, he's a musician and Mighty Purple. I don't know if you know of Mighty Purple. It sounds back very in the familiar. Day, yeah. The, him and his brother were Mighty Purple, and um. Then he opened the venues and he kind of took me under his wing. I kind of walked in not knowing what I was doing, but saying, hey, I'm going to have a show. Because a couple of years before, I I had picked up a camera. And what I was mainly doing at that point was just videotaping. I was doing videotaping live music for the musicians. And you just did this and by I, hanging around. I just said, yeah. I just like what that. initially sparked the interest to get involved in the scene? Because uh, if, if you're not a musician, like... You know, you're, um, and you're not an audience because you're not an audience member or a musician. I would say you, you're, you know, mm-hmm. neither of those would fit for what you're talking no, about. Like, I'm yeah, just there. Yeah. Um, I actually a lot of friends that were musicians from mm. the time that I was in high school, and I was the, I hung. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was a groupie. But I'm trying to avoid <laughs> that word, but but yeah, I had just a lot of friends that played music. Yeah, and so I was always around it, and I knew I wanted a job doing it. Oh, cool. And um, the DJ thing I I did, I actually worked at a commercial station behind the scenes for a long time. Um, but I left there, had a child and left and started raising him and life changes. And yes, so, it does. Um, he he got older and I started getting out more for more live music. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to, you know, help the bands and help promote the bands. And so I started uh, with the video. That's awesome. And then uh, it led to finally, after a couple of years of doing that, I said, you know, it's time. I know all these musicians now. You know, I had expanded my network from doing the videotaping. And I so I said, I'm going to go do a show. Right. So I stumbled into the space and I spoke with Steve and I rented it. And that was it. That was my first show. And I would do something down there maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. For a few years, I was there. See, so. see what I love about uh, your whole whole backstory and how you got into this is how you n- never once mentioned money during that, uh, and uh, not not well, to you can't get into the music business and expect to make money. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But but I, I I appreciate that that wasn't the driving factor of what yeah. you're doing. What yeah. what what you're the reason you were getting into it. What you want to bolster up musicians. You want to yeah. get involved in the scene. Everything spoke to just being passionate about a thing and getting involved, which is such an yes. important thing that I try to push on people so much because. I mean the the whole the whole ethos behind this podcast good enough. It's like I've basically come to terms with the fact that there's such a solid chance I'll never be famous and yeah. such a solid chance that I'll never make money being a performer. But I want to perform till the day that I'm dead. I want to yeah. always put out content. Like this is the thing I want to do. That's what you want to do. And yeah. I'm going to do it. And whether or not sometimes money, sometimes they do show up, you know, I get cool opportunities, things do happen because of what I do. But that's not why I do it. That's I exactly. do it to do it. You know, yeah. this making connections with people. Uh, I don't talk to my own mother on mic for an hour and, you know, just one on one, you know what I mean? But to do this with other people, I, I learn a lot. I learn a lot about, you know, humans and, and how we operate. And that's what I'm trying to get. So, so for you, obviously is what isn't about the money. What were some of the things you noticed about yourself? Like personally getting involved 
without not, you know, without it not just being about the money. Um, it's yeah, it's never been about money. Um, you know, I'm a music lover to begin with. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had a lot of friends that were musicians and um yeah, I never money was never even a consideration when I got into it. I That's... just I you know, I had a job. I was running another business. I was I was And what was that business? I was a dog walker and a pet sitter for You love what you love, years. Amy. You love what you love. I mean, look at you. It, yeah. A circle back around. Yeah. Just the this still with the animals. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um dog walker. Jeez, that is it sounds it's one of it's like it seems like a nonchalant fun job but that is a massive amount of responsibility oh yeah because how many dogs could you be is would it be like are you the kind of person be just like walking a ton of dogs at once or um at one point i did have a family that had four dogs that I oh my goodness yeah Um, and they're not your dogs so they have less of a incentive to listen to you but it's also i mean like you said fur babies like this is you're dealing with some precious cargo here you're dealing with people's you know, pride and joy. Like it's, it's not their kid, but it's, it's, it's some, close. it's in it's a weird close. spot. Yeah. Yeah. For, and, and you're a person and with kids. <laughs> I, um, actually had a few families that I watched them grow. Like, you know, they hired me, they were newlyweds and had this puppy that they got, just got married. So, mm-hmm. Hey, they got a puppy. They didn't have kids yet. Right. You know? And then, you know, I, I watched them move from house to house and, and, all of a sudden, the family was growing, and they were having kids. Yeah, and dogs I mean, getting were, a little older. There were several that I was with them for years, and I just watched. It was nice. I watched the the family grow as well as yeah, watching the animals. Yeah, that had to be beautiful. So, yeah, and was it uh was it ever weird like developing that kind of a bond with an animal that isn't yours, but you see that often? Like like did it ever feel like oh, I don't want to give you back today? Um, I want to hang out with you I more. Think, yeah, sometimes there there were and and I did the pet sitting and and wound up i would board them at my home mm. so that would be hard because sometimes i'd have them for a week two weeks in the summer when the mm-hmm. families took summer vacations and i'd be like oh you have to go home today. yeah <laughs> yeah i i give people so much credit who work with animals in any capacity especially something like that where you where you grow any kind of a bond to them because yeah there's something pretty devastating about losing an animal uh, and like like i don't know how vets do it i have absolutely no idea yeah, how vets do it like yeah. like i have to you know i have to put down somebody's best friend today or yeah. with you as i'm saying it's like and i've done that i've i've no. I've, I've had two fa- you know vacationing family and the dog got sick and oh they, no you know on the phone with them the whole time and we'll get her to the vet and do and yes i've had to i'm sorry you know That's... have them on the phone and stay with the dog that is devastating yeah. Yeah, I would it, not want to. No, it's part of why I got out of it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. I imagine it's so you know, painful. A lot of my dogs, did, and and like I said, I watched a lot of them since they were puppies. Mm-hmm. So it was like they were my dogs. You know, I I, I was thinking about uh, owning a pet the other day. How how owning a pet is where the uh, the need for connection and vulnerability as a human being is clearly so important that like how mm-hmm. how many people love animals because. There is a contract. There's like an emotional contract you're signing when when you when you get a when you get a you know a cat or a dog or any kind of an right. animal, which is that you're you're probably going to outlive this thing. I think everybody generally understands yes. that. And when that day comes, it's going to rip you apart. Really hurt. And it's yes. almost like you're buying a future heartbreak. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. you need we need that. You need we it. we need yeah. that love. We yeah. need that attention. We need to I don't know if that's part of it. It's it's an unconditional thing. I mean, they're going to love you no matter what. Right. They're going to love you till the, literally till the day right. they're gone. And it's like, I, you know, you love every minute of it, but like you have to know every time you get a pet and any, any new pet, you have to know that one day 
it's yeah, gonna be bad like my cat um unless it's a tortoise because they live for like right yeah no they'll outlive you yeah or uh <laughs> yeah. what else are like a parrot or something but, but or anything toucan, you know, whatever cute those and furry that yeah. you want to cuddle with exactly yes, you're probably gonna outlive exactly <laughs> like my i had a when i was growing up so about when i was born my family got a cat uh orange himalayan cat named garfield and um garfield grew up with me Mm-hmm. So, so if I, you know, get him as, as a baby. So like I'm five, he's five, you know what I mean? Like we're growing right, up alongside right. each other and eventually I get to, you know, 17, 18 years old and Garfield's on the last of, you know, and, and I was the yeah. one, I unfortunately couldn't be there with him. My mother was, but I drove him, you know, to his last appointment and I was like, I don't cry much. I really don't. It's just cause I'm like, I think it's just a guy thing. It's a just yeah. very unhealthy things that are programmed <laughs> into us at a young age. Like we never, but like I had to go work after I was working at big Y and I worked in the frozen dairy department and I spent that whole shift just like going into the cooler and crying, cry. man. Like that was not, yeah, that's a low moment easy. in my life going yeah. into a dairy cooler and just crying about yeah. my pet cat. I probably should have just called out of work yeah. that day, but it's not easy. I, and I had two Huskies and, um, one of them was like, you know, our babe. Like I got him from a breeder, actually. It was mm. the only dog I ever got from a breeder. I usually do rescue. And um, had gotten him from my son's ninth birthday. So my son, oh, basically yeah. like you, grew up with him. And mm-hmm. we had to put him down about five years ago because right. he was old. And, yeah. Um, it's part and of it. And it's devastating. It is devastating. And, yeah. And we had lost the other one. The, my, the female was a rescue and she was only seven, but she had kidney failure. And Oof. so I now have their ashes and I keep saying, I really should go spread their ashes somewhere. Yeah. So somewhere they where they be, would have loved. Yeah. You know, they were big. They hiked with us and they did everything with us, really. And, uh, you know, I should go to the top of a mountain. And, and I, But I can't bring myself to. Of course. You still have that it. attachment. They're, they're it's the last step. Above my computer. And yeah. I sit down and I work every day and I look up and i see their pictures oh, we're so there. we're so hu- we're so ritualistic and yeah. tribal it's just it's just carbon but you put you know you just place so much yeah. importance on it because yeah. this is like the last piece back to huskies um they're i think can, can we both agree that they're like their huskies are people there's they something are, about they are some they are smart dogs there's something they will talk to you yes yeah, so that's what i'm saying there's there's a difference between being a smart dog and whatever the hell is going on with huskies right. those right. dogs have so much personality yes like it's you could see just very human emotions that they that they emote yeah. with with their face and the way and their voice and their body language and the way they convey things. Yeah. It's it's fascinating to me. Like the they and they and they shed. They oh, shed yeah. so so yeah. so so much. But yeah, I've 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 anybody like I've never owned a husky, but like anybody who does own a husky and I've, you know, gotten the privilege to like hang out with that dog. My god it's like they want they're so close to just saying a word it's almost yeah. like they're like yeah. listen i actually can talk but if i did it'd freak you it, out it would, so i'm yeah, gonna right? <laughs> i'm gonna do something as close um as close to it as that I was can. my female i will say my male was pretty quiet my female was my talker and she would and she would argue with me oh my god like she was she was a maniac right she was the one that would she had every husky trait that they told me when i got the mail they I, were I, like <laughs> don't get a husky they're crazy and he's gonna be escaping yeah. and doing and he did none of that he was always right by my side she was the maniac she would jump out windows and right. dig under the fence and I, I come lo- back and yell at me i would be like where have you been and she <laughs> would mouth off but you know <laughs> i love the irony of of you saying that you would talk to a dog and the dog was the maniac yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, don't look at me. The talking dog yeah, the, is the crazy the one. All right. Crazy one, yes. uh, so um, bringing bringing back a CT, Connecticut local palooza. Um, things to expect this year as far as like uh, and, and where to buy tickets. I just want you know because because a lot of local people do listen to this podcast, and I'd mm-hmm. loved if some of them would come check it out. So if you could just like talk a little bit more about it. Okay. The best thing to do is check out our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I have an Adventures in Music Productions, which is the business mm-hmm. um, page, and I also have the Connecticut Local Palooza page. So if they want to know about the event, everything is there. There are videos of the bands that are playing, um, all of the info. The ticket link is there. Tickets are 15 in advance. We are encouraging advance ticket purchases yeah, this guys, year because of let's not do like to reduce the yeah. gate contact. Yeah, yeah let's um, not do walk-ins guys yeah. you know you, it makes it makes events so much easier if you just, just buy your tickets advance, before yeah. i know you want and the I, option to buy at the door and the, it'll yeah. always be there yeah and i think it but i also think it's a little more you know people are number one still nervous to come out mm-hmm. and number two um you know it's an outdoor event so people wait to see what the weather is going to be like both so, fair points you know? both very fair points. um because i have uh, in previous years i've had a surge you know last minute all of a sudden day before oh yeah or a couple of days before all of a sudden and I, as a as a person go up. As, as a person who's put on my own events yeah i've seen it could be yeah. the day of all of a sudden yeah we sold 40 tickets i'm like yeah. you didn't we didn't sell 40 tickets this week <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah pe- people are so, um you know, no, we don't have on. much time no no, no I please go back to um say everything you need to say to you can just tell me to shut up we are uh we've made a lot of changes this year obviously so we are there's a big pavilion at the park that we house the main stage in and that will be probably half of of what our normal capacity is Mm -hmm. um we have already halved it we moved the stage up so that the music can be heard all over the park smart move so um so there will not be that will be a first come first serve basis for people to come and set up um and there will be social distancing in there um, we are asking, uh, people to, again, buy in advance and they can check out the Facebook pages for that. And, um, you know, hand sanitizer, I'm on all of that, which is, brings us back to the beginning when mm-hmm. you said, you said you're running to the stores to, this is what I'm doing today. I'm, I'm going for our hand sanitizer and our bathroom cleaners and our stuff to wipe tables down and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get rid of our kids area this year. We are still family friendly. We encourage people to bring families, but it just we just couldn't do the kids area this year it yeah didn't, it didn't seem like it would be safe yeah you can't so, really trust yeah. kids to be in charge of yeah. social distancing yeah. themselves and and um my my girl that runs it is wonderful she's fantastic with the kids and she does a lot of arts and crafts with them and hula hoops and bubbles and all of that stuff usually we have going on hula um, hoops who is she but um Oh, she's in she's in upstate New York now. Oh, cool, cool, very cool. Um, but she she comes down and and that was another thing. She's been in upstate New York, basically quarantined, and said, mm. I I don't think I'm comfortable coming into Connecticut. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, with everything that's going. Yeah, on. that makes sense. So um, so we said let's nix it for this year, and and we still encourage people bring the kids, but bring their own. You know, like pack like you're going for a picnic in the park. That's a smart way to you do know. it. Yeah. And, and make sure the kids have everything to keep them entertained while right. you're on your blanket dancing to the music. Right. You know? That's very cool. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to be one of the only only people attempting uh, some kind of a festival like this yeah, or around. Yeah, there which... have been... Uh, actually, there was one up at Powder Ridge a couple of weeks ago. Powder Ridge is... Uh, uh, the ski resort. Okay. And, and, uh, and I know that sold out. So, uh, I mean, as far as guidelines go, I think they capped it. Uh, the guidelines are capped at 500... Um, 
as far as attendees for outdoor stuff. For outdoor events. Um, wow. Okay. That's still a it, pretty decent amount of people. Yes. Um, and I believe Powder Ridge kept theirs at 400 and they sold out. Yeah. And so. will you have a, is that, that's counting kids. That's counting just everybody, right? I believe so. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know what their count was. I know I, I read mm-hmm. it that they had sold out. So. And, oh, uh, at Powder Ridge you're saying? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, oh, but I mean, I, as far as our, I mean, we have, I think last year we maybe hit 300. Mm-hmm. In okay, so this could almost um, be pretty close to normal then. Was, yes, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't. I'm more worried that people are. Although I'm, I'm, uh, I I do music over at Caloroso mm-hmm. in, in Shelton. Yeah, and uh, I book the music there, and we have just started it up um a couple weeks ago and i have to say the patio's been we're doing it outdoors on the patio yeah i saw they built that extension it's It's, it's for all of this and it's been um it's been great people are starting to come back out and it's nice to have that sense of community yeah Um, i think i think people are still a little wary but we're getting there yeah yeah no that's good and i i really i think it's important to try and do it do it to the guidelines as you know right right because yeah community is huge huge part of the reason why i do anything that i do it's not just like an egotistical need to have my needs met you know like it's not just that i need to be on a microphone like just putting things together you know bringing people together in some way so like at very least like with this podcast it it was more it used to be a side thing now it's the main thing because it's pretty much the safest thing that i could put out (laughs) you know but at least everybody listening to it we're all doing a thing together you and i are having the conversation and they're listening in and you know unfortunately it's a it's a conversation that they don't get to chime in in but you know what i mean you're at least part of something you you have to have your phones where are your phones yeah right we're not taking questions from the audience but um so i saw you did come prepared with a whole bunch of notes i was just wondering Uh, if there's anything else my notes were basically you know um Everything I covered, I think. Okay. I didn't even look at them, see? Okay, good. <laughs> good, then you're a natural. So- Except for sponsors. I would like to say we have a lot of great sponsors. Um, oh, yeah, please. This year, we Plug them were um, not as fortunate. Some of them, uh, you know, businesses were closed for months. Right. And originally, we were supposed to be a June festival, and we pushed the date back. Mm-hmm. But we have Lackstack and Barrel, who's in Bethany, mm-hmm. who does um, a lot of equestrian uh pets you know it's kind of like a tractor supply place okay um they're then they're family owned local and they every year partner with us and uh they're our partnering sponsor and um caloroso is one that i mentioned earlier is one of our sponsors uh special events screen printing does all of our shirts all of our banners all of our there in east haven and 4d productions does our design and this year we have uh, Neurotronics Records with us, who uh, is a record label, and they also put on a lot of shows. So it's if people, obviously, if music lovers are listening right now, they should check them out too because they have a lot of stuff going on. They're doing stuff up in Cheshire. I can't remember the name of the place now, but I've been noticing they have a lot of shows coming up up there, outdoor shows. Very good. It, it, so. it makes me really happy to know that people are still putting stuff on. Yeah. <laughs> really. I th- it's I, happening. I think it's, it's important. It's coming back. As long yeah. as you're going to do it safely. I know that mm-hmm. a lot of places in the South that are trying to put places on, they'll just straight up like nothing happened, right. which I don't think is the right way to go about it. It's it's like you got to do it with a little bit of nuance. It's, it's a more of a challenge, but you know, we can't have people forget what it's like. You know, right. you, you need you need some option. As long as you do it safely, I don't see why, yeah. you know, it should be a yeah. problem. Uh, especially and we're safety outdoor. first. I mean, my of staff course. has their eyes and ears open all day. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it's tough. We And I will say we do a lot of games out in the field. There's so much space at the park. Um, 
But our games are also socially distanced because they're things like cornhole and horseshoes and and who doesn't love cornhole and horseshoes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the whole part of the game know? is the distance. You're, yeah, you're throwing in. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you said uh, when you were younger, you had dreams of being a DJ. Yes, that was that was going to be my career. That so was what I wanted to do with my life. And it's funny. So when you say DJ, I think there's a couple of different things that come up because. A, a DJ now is uh, somebody who like get you know sells out an arena and you know spins right, their right. music. But when you're saying I, DJ, I'm saying radio. You mean like yes, a radio jockey? Yes, yes, Very yes. cool. And um, uh, you know Wolfman Jack and and uh, Casey Kasem and all those guys. That's actually funny you mentioned <laughs> that. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm uh, AJ from Chaz and AJ is coming on this oh, show. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So um. And and it's funny because that's Chaz is a local guy. He's a he's a valley guy. Yes, he is. He um he he didn't. Uh, we haven't he, talked he, about him coming on yeah. yet, but um AJ's coming on, and I'm I'm gonna be very happy to have him. Cool. But uh yeah the, I think that was my probably. I, that was probably my first influence of any sort of like talk show. I would say I, talk show was never the thing for me, um because i don't i guess from a young age that just wasn't as glamorous but like as i got into podcasts and stuff like oh i could i I really enjoy these kind of things yeah and uh, now i ended up doing one so it's kind of funny to come full circle and now i'm interviewing a guy who has been listening to since i was a kid and it's it's funny because we'll go back to this that was what i wanted to do like i said from the time i was 10 11 i don't know and i was stuck on it and um you are a shelton guy Mm -hmm. so you're familiar with the careers at shelton high school Mm -hmm. um and so when I was a senior in high school, I they put me at PLR, and I and I did my careers at Shelton High School at, at really? PLR. Really? Oh, that's so cool! And I was there. I stayed on. I was there for years, actually, until I had my son. So, and what were you um, doing then? I was behind the scenes. I was never on. Well, I can't say I was never on the air. I did do some <laughs> on air stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was working with the music director, helping with programming music and. Things like that. Programming so, music as like putting together as, a as playlist. Putting together the playlists, yeah. And, which is it? So, so for those unfamiliar, ninety nine one WPLR, they're a uh, rock and like a class. Well, not yeah. just classic, but a rock and roll a rock station. station yeah. And um, so the the playlist wasn't as simple as just run it back every day. Like, how, what what is the um, method no, of putting it together? I mean, at that time, I'm talking. I, it was you know 1989. Mm. Um, so the things are a lot different now. Now I think it's all computerized. But we right. So really would the DJ would get to pick so many of their own that mm-hmm. they wanted to play, and and they were categorized some in some. I have to remember this now in some type of system where we would just put, oh, play an A song or play a B song in the hour or, you know, and then there were certain songs that, you know, we had um, record promoters pushing and, Mm -hmm. you know, new releases from all the, and so they would have to be in some type of rotation. That would, that would be what, you know, we would send in a copy of, this is what we programmed and this song has to be played X amount of hours in the day. And other than that, you're free to, you know, pick, play, pick, play whatever you pick want. What you want. I would actually be very curious mm-hmm. to listen to a recording of radio from back in the day before the, when there was less of a computer and digital touch, Yeah, you know, when it was more of a person and I'm sure there's still some stations out there where it's a person curating it, but it's tough to, it's tough to decipher which one of those is going to be yeah. because I don't know, a lot of radio stations you kind of listen to and it's like, are you guys trying at all? Yeah. <laughs> is, is anyone really focusing on, you know, how this music goes together and, you know, it's, 
I, I know it's a lot of people turn it on as background noise, but like when people record a, an album, like an artist records an album, they, you know, they do it with the intention of these songs being listened in a certain right. order. Like there, there is an art to that, so to speak. And I get, I would imagine, I, I don't want to say that's lost. And again, I don't listen to the radio that much anymore, but um, I would be very curious to see how it was then when, you know, it was all about the people working with it. Mm-hmm. And so, so you weren't getting, so you said you got a little bit of airtime. What was that for you? Like, what it were you was actually more, doing? Um, you know, uh, it was more whoever's on the air. If I happened to be in the studio, maybe would turn the mic on and have me say something. But have you say it something? Wasn't, it wasn't anything like I wasn't there spinning records. It was, right. You know, so, so that was the real. Uh, what should I say? That was that was what you really wanted to do was just to mm-hmm. be one and playing the music. And, and you, you more, didn't... well, no, more so. You know, when I was young, I was like, I just want to be on the radio and, and I want to play music for people and it's entertaining. And, and um, obviously when I got into it and I got behind the scenes and, and it's funny because right now that's what I'm a behind the scenes person. I'm all about being behind the scenes. I don't want to be on a stage. Yeah, see that <laughs> what you just said to me, what you just said to me was Japanese. I, and and this is something and and because you're all about being yeah and and the, I, I I love having these conversations with the people so not just comedians so I I also do uh, stage work I'm, okay. I'm an actor as well um point being that I can't believe there's people that get involved who don't want to be in the spotlight you know because yeah. because I'll I'll talk to uh like the stage manager during a show and they're all the same. They're always the same. They're like, yeah, no, I do not want to yeah. be on stage. I yeah. love theater. I love being a part of it, but I have no desire to be on stage. I'm like, you couldn't pay me enough money to do, you know, be a part of like I a production and, and not want to get yeah. in the spotlight. That's what I love. You know what I mean? I have to tell you, I used to run an open mic and I never once, I, well, I shouldn't say never once. There open mic a couple of times. for music. Yes. Right. Cause usually um, when open mics get brought up on this podcast, they're for comedy, it's, it's, but yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we allowed any, uh, you know, if people wanted to come in and read poetry or mm-hmm. do comedy, we allowed that. Um, but I, I, it was very seldom that I would get up and talk on the mic. And people wow. were like, how do you host an open mic? You don't you don't play any music yeah. and you won't get up. And, and it was just, I would come in. As they would come in, they would sign up, and I'd go to everybody individually as if they were, you know, and be like, oh, you're next, and they're, they have one more song, and you're going to go right after that. And, so it's like the whole trajectory you know. of your life has been a facilitator of the performing arts. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you make, yeah, you make, you're one of the gears that keep it happening, keep yeah. it moving. I mean, right now what, what you're doing is so important with, you know, the, giving – a stage to bands i'm sure this is i'm hoping they're not too rusty but like you know they they haven't had a show like this since the beginning of this year you know yeah yeah and it's i was a little worried because i thought oh how are the bands feeling and i do still have some that that don't want to you know now that i'm booking again at coloroso i've had um people that i've reached out to that have played there before and they've come back to me and said you know i'm still not comfortable with being out and performing right it's just not and i mean he's doing a great job over there the owner and the staff are on it over there like i said we're out on the patio Mm -hmm. i watched them all when people left last night we had music and i watched them all but come out and wipe down tables and chairs and Mm -hmm. sanitize everything and they're all masked and they're doing a great job over there but there's just it's everybody's comfort level is different it really is different with a lot of the musicians one of the you know one of the, I think, very underspoken things of this pandemic is how it added a whole new element of social interaction that was never mm-hmm. there before. 
you know, it's 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 as it's the same same as like whether or not you take your shoes off when you enter somebody's house. Right. Like this new this whole new social thing, and and it's also nuanced. It's not just like a yes or no. It's like everyone falls on the spectrum, and the spectrum was introduced to us overnight. Right. And it's like people you knew your whole life treat you a lot different. Yeah. Maybe treat yeah. you completely the same. Or treat you a lot different. You know, I don't yeah. I don't want to name names or get into specifics, but there's definitely people in my life who, you know, pretty much on a dime, it went from like, you know, I became like a foreigner or something like that yeah. to them. You know, it's like, and, and not to, you know, not to make it about me, not to make it so personal, like this is how they are with everybody. But right. I'm saying like, right. they started treating anyone outside of their immediate bubbles. Like, who, who have you been with? Where have you been? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. You know, and I understand their concern. It's, it's a, you know, it's a scary time. But it's just it's weird to have to out of nowhere, you know, figure out where you fall in this huge issue. Because like I said, not every single person is clearly on the same page, even if people are both safe. One person could be a little safer than the other. And like, there's a conversation to be had there. It's uh, yeah, it's it's rough. And it's it's you don't know how to react with people, especially if you haven't seen them in all these months mm-hmm. and you know oh all of a sudden you're in a grocery store or something and right. you see somebody you haven't seen in all these months and it's like oh uh fist bump elbow yeah how do exactly we do this? <laughs> exactly Gro- the grocery store is nice because i've never liked making interactions in a grocery store right. to begin with like as and so- now you have a mask on so yeah. people may not recognize as you, right? so yeah <laughs> as, as social as i am um i actually have loved that aspect a lot i like that the grocery yeah. store is more about business people still see me see me yeah. and will still you know it'll still happen those little chit chats but um yeah, with the mask, you hide a little bit. I feel like everybody's doing it, so they're a little bit more focused on yeah. what they're doing. Because yeah. um, that was always one of my least favorite social interactions was talking to anybody at, at the, the grocery, grocery store. store. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I want to get in and I don't out. know, they that's see it. me I with, like... I buy my groceries and I want to leave. <laughs> they see me with, like, 20 cans of tuna, and they're like, yeah. that's a lot of tuna. And I'm like, yeah, what are we doing here, man? I don't want to talk about my lunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't you have other things to do? This is, you know, like... It's I don't, good to see you. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Thanks I com- for coming. I come here tuna. because I have to. I have yeah. to eat food. I, that's how my body works. I didn't come here to hang out with you. Um, you have my number, even, if you really wanted to, you know, continue a conversation. So what? let's let's pretend... See if you want. Let's just pretend we didn't see each other. Maybe just acknowledge me, right? Do this some other time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. spending any extra time in the grocery store is just not not favorable for me. And I've I've kind of actually been liking the mask thing because it makes me feel a little bit like a superhero. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's I think all. It's cool for me. It's I more. Think like, that's the bright side to it. For me, it's more <laughs> like a ninja. I like yeah, that. Like, uh, some, yeah, I, I I appreciate that aspect read, of it. Uh, uh, bandit in the old west yeah <laughs> something like that yeah if you do it will depends on what you what you do so like yeah. the uh yeah the the bandana i definitely feel like a bit of a punk bit of a rebel yeah. cowboy whatever yeah. it is it, it feels good it feels good the masks not as cool but yeah the um just the prospect of just like hiding up hiding my identity a little bit and just not having yeah. to you know because because i ultimately i am a social guy it's just like sometimes i don't want to do wanna. don't yeah. want to do the whole yeah. especially now now is not the time to be you know yeah you know hugging and kissing everybody you say like right. now you know do you want to be a little bit more reserved keep your bubble as small as possible mm-hmm. it's cool and how is um are you like a very like an active person as well like how did this affect you because like me i'm a busy body i don't stop doing things so it was a weird adjustment at first um i am i i will label myself as an introvert I, oh, okay. so it wasn't terrible for me when i had to go into right. quarantine alone with just me and my animals yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed it for the first you know, month or so. But That's so comforting to did, hear. It did get a little, um, you know, you, you get a little climb in the walls. And, 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 you know, I was at a point where, okay, I just scrubbed the kitchen floor with a toothbrush 
twice this week. I, right. I gotta that's, get that's out a and very clean floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I'm going to be dead honest. For me, I quarantine, quarantine for about, I think I made it four days. And then I'm like, all right, there's a lot of you things you could do. Something. There's yeah. a lot of things you could do. Cause at first it was literally like we were quarantine, quarantine. Like people mm-hmm. were not leaving their house. And then after a few days, I'm like, all right, there are a lot of things I could do that are basically exactly what I'm doing right now. So I'm going to start doing those. So yeah. it was like about you know, making sure I got a good hike in every day. Right. Making sure, um, you know, a, a good hike. And then it evolved into like, you know, get some workouts in like my like friend's garage or something like that. Cause I don't yeah. have to talk to him, you know, the yeah. whole time or whatever. It's like, there's things you could do. And I, I am, yeah, I'm not an introvert, but I mean, I can yeah. be, I, I, I should say that like, I'm able to be alone. I have that versatility, but like, I need people. I yeah. really, I really yeah. do. And I get there. I mean, like, uh, you know, if it's a few days in the house and I'm, I'm like, gee, I gotta, I gotta get out. I haven't, you know, had a conversation with a person. I've been sitting here talking to my animals. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, it's a problem you know. when they start to talk back. Right. You're like, I right. gotta get we the hell out of here. This is not, <laughs> this is, um, this is getting a little also weird. was, uh, you know, I wasn't just locked in my apartment because having a dog I was out on dog walks and keeping him active. Yeah, I so, think it's you know extreme. It, it wasn't like I was just oh I'm just sitting in my apartment doing nothing. Right, and yeah. is that is, is so is walking your dog is that kind of like your exercise? That's the way that you do things like get yeah. moving. I'm I'm a hiker. I although I will say I haven't been hiking. The summer's tough for me to hike, and I'm waiting for the fall to come so I can get back out. Oh, that's funny. I'm trails. a <laughs> I'm a gross it's southern Italian blooded lizard. So like I love the heat. Love I love the, the humidity. Heat. So yeah. like I I go out. I'll run or walk or hike or whatever. That's in like basically when they tell you to stay inside. That's kind of like my prime. Yeah. I just love the heat, which is funny because I'm a bigger guy and I run hot to begin with. But like I love 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 heat so um but uh yeah i think it's very important to stay some kind of active i think for for the brain for the body too and we started a garden i i you know i at a friend's house he he started his garden and i went up and i helped with that and you know things like that yeah and it was actually nice i thought it was nice it was like getting back to basics yeah you know not having to to go into work every day and yeah well that's what a lot of a a lot of people were forced to do that you know getting back to basics and i think one of the things that's unraveled so many people is that they realize they i don't mean to call anybody out but in a situation that we dealt with a lot of people realized they didn't have much of a personality almost like they didn't their identity was tied to so many things that were so easily taken away and without them they're like who am i like you 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 look you know when like for me fortunately i have so many passions that there's a couple of things i'm always going to be able to do and you know you because with this so much of that got taken away but i'm just like you know i could still run i love running so i'm gonna run more or hike more or or uh you know whatever it is you just have something in your life to fill that time fortunately i didn't do the podcast for like two months because gotta admit that seemed like a sketchy idea yeah at the time at the time when we didn't really know exactly how you know how how it was like that it's it seemed like yeah maybe i won't be you know meeting meet yeah. people and all that but um and it's funny because i thought oh we're gonna be quarantined and this is my chance i will turn into a musician i will pick up a guitar and Mm-mm. i will learn how to play guitar. didn't happen i, I just don't have it let's the talent let's let <laughs> so. well no not even the talent let, let's get one thing straight every single person who Every single person like going into this, I feel like most people had some sort of thing they were going to get really good at, which is an awesome, optimistic way to look at a really bleak thing. But for those of us who, which is most of us who just stayed alive and stayed sane and kept it together and, you know, were there for our families, that was, that was good enough. You know what I mean? That like, we like 
because it i don't want to feel disappointed i think a lot of people like once things started to open up a little bit they felt disappointed that you know maybe i just threw three months away no man you just kept it together it it was a bigger task than we had anticipated because we all thought it was going to be for two weeks and i mean forget i mean i'm lucky i live alone Mm. except for the animals but i i can't imagine you know being with the and not that it's a terrible thing. I think it's a great thing. You maybe your family's got closer. Um, I homeschooled my kid, so I understand what it's like to be with them twenty four seven. Right. Um, but I think if it's big families and you're there quarantined for a month or two months together, that, that could be a little rough. You know, you really yeah. have to learn how to deal with each oh, other. Oh yeah, I I almost I kind of forgot what it was like to have a full family in the house because it's been you know a few year a uh, few years since like my brothers moved out. But like I was quarantined with my parents. And yeah, it used to get tense after like we were in the house for just yeah. a day. Yeah. You know, I can't even imagine. It's yeah. like, you know, you just want uh, just the same people um, over and over every yeah, day. Was, and and, yeah. and there's so many different, you know, you it start. Was, it was kind of like when it started. Okay. How many divorces are there going to be during this time? Oh, after, man. Or after it's, this time? And uh, how many babies will be born in it's another nine months? Incalculable. <laughs> the amount of. Which way is it going to go? It is incalculable. <laughs> the, the the divorce and breakup rate, I think breakups are even huge. So so mm-hmm. definitely a few divorces. The amount of breakups that happened in quarantine. In quarantine. Oh, yeah. my God. Because at least, you know, a, a divorce, you have you have some stake in the game. Like there's, right. there's, there's, you know, there's, there could be babies or a house. Or there's a lot yeah. of things you could have together, you know, being married. But for just couples, I, I just saw them. I, I saw at least like four firsthand you know yeah. <laughs> fall yeah. apart it just because like if you didn't have anything to rest that on if you had no foundation to begin with because it was still yeah. new why the hell you know if right. you were if you were quarantined longer than you were dating forget right. it right. <laughs> it'd be pretty pretty crazy ass to be yeah. like yeah you want to pick up where you left off it's like yeah. it's been it basically been three years like it's so that's another thing time moved really weird really this weird. year yeah it because it was it's like three months ago felt like last week but last week feels like three years ago, this sort yeah. of thing. It was just, yeah. it was all, you know, when, when you, when you have your schedule, your entire being like removed from you. Um, yeah. Very, very strange. But it seems like you kept it together. Uh, yeah. you, you, a healthy yeah. amount of, I'm I, an introvert. And I will say it's funny. Uh, you know, people have been complaining about, you know, oh, this year. And right. What else is it going to bring us? And, and I said, you know, I had a really rough last six months of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I will say it was nice. I think that the whole quarantine thing was nice. It was relaxing for me and it helped me get a little more centered and, you know, so <laughs> so this is something that might be a little bit you're it seems like you're not on board with, too, but it might be a little controversial because nobody wants to hear these kind of things about everything that happened. But for me, uh, being that I was already a chaotic individual and lead a chaotic life and like moment to moment, live in the present sort of thing. This quarantine wasn't all that bad for me. I, yeah. If I say, if I, if I, if I look at it from a, a complete point of honesty, my life gets reset every few months anyway, just because of you know right. I, the way that I live, the way that who I am, what I'm pursuing, and I'm like, but uh, sorry guys, first time, like, <laughs> like sorry, yeah. you know, if you think if you plan, it's you know, a plan is just a list of things that could go wrong, right. <laughs> like, right. so, so I think that's what a lot, you know, a lot of people had one to five ten year plans that you know got ripped down and for me i'm like i worried about what i was doing today anyway so it's like right and i like a chance i i you know all right so the people dying is the bad thing i'm not trying to minimize that that is awful but 
like to bring it back to just like my situation, it's like, oh, I got a chance to look at things from a different perspective. Some things that weren't as strong right. fell apart. And it's like, and um, not to, to cut you off. There, no, please. But my take on it was that it's, it's mother nature telling us, you know, you're all a bunch of assholes. You're not treating me well. And yeah, this is because I'll tell you when everybody was quarantined, I would walk out to walk the dog and what a difference in the air and, yeah. the, and just in everything around. Oh, yeah. Me. Everything got so clean. And, um, the day that you know they they the state started opening up, it was like I walked out and here's you know yeah truck exhaust and yeah no I mean <laughs> the know. so why did this happen because we were living an unsustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. as a as a planet we were mm-hmm. doing something that can get one you know one monkey wrench in the gear right. could shut the entire planet down right because. We stuff people into airplanes like tuna, or mm-hmm. like, like like a can of tuna, you know, uh, with no. Do you want tuna this afternoon? That's the second time. You that is the tuna. second time I've mentioned tuna. <laughs> that's so strange because I normally eat it for lunch, but I didn't today. Um, I yeah, see you're missing. That's it. a good. That's a good pickup. I guess I need to eat some tuna today. Sorry, anyway, sorry. Because um, because the real because it's supposed to be sardines. Stuff them into sardines, but yeah, I was I was yeah. fixated on tuna. That was a really good pickup on your end. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like we do all these things the, the way that we've globalized and some way good and some way bad but like the fact that our entire economy hinges on doing these crazy you know Mm -hmm. i ship this to this country to that country because it's it's more affordable to do it this way and that way when we we got to work a little bit you know like a little bit more locally you don't have to fly to china on a business trip if it could have just been a zoom call you know what i mean like we were doing a lot of stupid shit yeah and And i think support local yeah it's so important to support your community i i agree 100 it's it's a huge thing like i said a huge thing i try to do with this i I try to make it relatable to anybody who's listening in but ultimately i have a community that i'm part of you know the 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 ct comedy community where i want to get comedy to people the the acting community where i you know people who can't afford to go to broadway they go and see a community theater play i i i, I want to bring people together i want to be a part of the community i want other people to chime in that's that when i say get involved it's so huge like i'm not a, i love music but i'm not a musician well look at what amy did you know got involved mm-hmm. a very important part of the music scene you know very very important even though you don't play an instrument it's not yeah. just performing it's and those are where you make your best connections i find those are make, where yeah. you make your best connections when you get involved in something that you love because you find people with a mutual interest and a passion and something that's more than just work you know i i am so thankful that i could text a comedian and shop a joke like him and i will just hit him or her and i will go back and forth on a joke and figure some stuff out it's like i can't text my non-comedian friends they're not comedy nerds they like comedy but they're not nerds in the way where they'll pick apart a joke word for word and figure out why what works and i'm blessed to have that kind of thing and i have that Mm -hmm. because I got involved in the community of the thing that I love. Am I going to be a famous comedian one day? I don't know. Probably not. But am I going to do comedy? But are you enjoying yourself? Yes. That's what matters. That is what matters. What Thank matters you. Thank you. Life. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you, you, yeah. you get it. You, you get yes. what we're doing here. Uh, so to wrap things up, if you, I, I don't know if you made it to the end of an episode before, but uh, this is, so the idea is that let's say I quit doing the podcast, but it's, I, I would never delete the episodes. They're always going to mm-hmm. be there. So I'd like to think that everything we do on this podcast is is going there, going on forever, right? right? So what I ask of my guests is that um, you speak something into infinity, something that 
people could remember you by something, uh, maybe a piece of advice that you've. Oh boy! I know it's a big ask, but it's this is a really big. Ask. It's less than you think. <laughs> so if you have anything that uh, the listeners could remember Amy by before we um, uh, plug some of the socials and get you on out of here. Well, I would like to say that, um, and given the times and what we've all we all are still living through with this pandemic, um, just everybody should remember to be kind. Yes. Be kind to each other. Be kind to the planet. Be kind to all creatures, great and small. Wow, you're really gonna like except my son. For, except for maybe ticks. They're the only thing. They're garbage. That, that I think. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be kind to them. <laughs> Short and sweet. Short and sweet, but very important. And you're really gonna like my sign off then, if nice. <laughs> compared uh, from what you just said. So. Um, let everybody know where they could, um, you seem like a pretty private person, so I, you, you don't have to plug like socials and stuff, but let everyone again know where they could find stuff about local Palooza, any, uh, um, anything that you want to uh, CT local, uh, local Palooza and anything else that you do want them to find. And if there are any socials you'd like to plug, you know, you're welcome to do that too. Um, no, the best is, is Facebook, uh, find the Connecticut local Palooza page. Uh, and all the info's there. The event is listed there. And awesome. The ticket link is there, and and I'll probably I'll probably answer there. And- I'll probably ask you for a link to that stuff. So I when I do promote this podcast, uh, yes, I'll so I'll be posting the links to it too, yeah. so people and, can follow through. And our Instagram is actually under Adventures in Music. We don't have an Instagram for the festival itself. It's for all of the stuff that I put on. Gotcha. So. And uh, so as always, guys, you can find me uh, at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro ninety three on Instagram. Uh, at good enough podcast for all uh, at good enough podcast on Instagram for all things directly related to the podcast. And of course at Steph bro 93 on TikTok. I go back and forth. I'm plugging it, but I'm plugging it again. Uh, so that every, everything you need to say today, Amy, I think that's it. Awesome. I hope people come and join us August 29th. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, thanks for, for, thanks for getting in touch. Awesome. And as always, everybody drink more water and be nicer to each other.